situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Me. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Jimmy's Bob Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my win. I haven't really put out a take of how I feel about the World Baseball Classic, obviously as it applies to baseball and the the timing of it and how it coincides with the, the middle of spring training and how players are able to prepare for the regular season of baseball. And I, I believe that there's more pros than cons. I think that the World Baseball Classic uh, brings a lot when it comes to, um, I, don't know, I guess, globalizing the game. You know, places like like Japan and Cuba, and obviously some of the the countries that are putting together teams or have put together teams, you know, once every four years for the last uh, handful of uh, World Baseball Classics, it means a lot to them. And I believe deep down that baseball would like the World Baseball Classic to be right up on the level of, let's say, the Olympic Games or the World Cup. And I, I, I see a little bit of differences to it, but. Um, I, I guess I guess the way I look at it, um, I think of the interruption of spring training, and I think of the players that are kind of caught in a little bit of a I don't know a catch twenty two. You know, you want to play hard and give your best to support your country, right? Whether it's your own country or it's a country you kind of grandfathered yourself into, saying you got a you know second cousin, sister's uh, brother's friend. That was from a country, so you get to play and basically pick what country you want to represent. Yeah, you know that's neither here nor there. But you know, I I I do think that baseball players are in a tough situation, pretty similar to hockey players as they go away to play in the Olympics. You know, they go play in the Olympics during the middle of a hockey season because it's a it's obviously a winter Olympic sport, and there's no other time that it could go on and during the the NHL season. And and I do I do think there's a little bit of a I don't know perhaps a um, a tough decision to be made when it comes to the players and the players seem to always choose their country you know like the the national pride seems to take the pride over the job that they're getting paid to do and I wonder is is the timing of the World Baseball Classic off, similar to the timing of the Olympics happening during the NHL season. And how does it impact the players that end up going? Obviously, they have to rev up a little bit early in baseball, in spring training, where they may normally be in a certain routine. They're ramping it up a little bit because they want to play at the highest level relatively soon. They're not aiming for a March 30th or an April 1st opening day, they want to be playing their best baseball, you know, within the, the second week, you know, the 9th or 10th of March. And, uh, you know, I, I see, I look at it and I, I value it. I think it's fun to watch. But at the, at the same time, I wonder how it's going to impact the players during the regular season because this is the job that they're getting paid to do. And, you know, all it's going to take is one player to tear an ACL, one pitcher to uh, you know tear a UCL in their arm, and it's going to be blamed on the WBC. I mean, luckily to this point, 
the amount of injuries during this this uh, this series have been very limited. And thank God, we're lucky for that. Now, is injuries the major part where I'm, I'm at least debating whether I uh, support the World Baseball Classic? I, I think what baseball has a chance to do is they could schedule it if they wanted to for, you know, November. Now, obviously it would have to be played in places with warmer weather, let's say San Diego, let's say Florida, and even even at those in, in those situations, the time of year, the temperature might be down a little more than than people want it to be. But there there's areas in the world where the temperature is running low. Uh, I mean, high. So I think I think it's a it's a situation where I believe baseball has control over when the WBC can be held, and they've chosen that the best time seems to be in spring training during the month of March which I don't necessarily agree with. I think it could benefit. And listen, you know, we were baseball, diehard baseball fans are following baseball anyway in the month of March. I understand you want to get a little more uh, draw because outside of the NCAA tournament, there isn't much going on. But I don't like the World Baseball Classic being held in March. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's better off being done in, let's say, the month of November. Now the problem is, is we, we always look at convenience, right? There's not much going on in the world of sports in March. You know, basketball and hockey are finishing their regular season. You know, football's over. Maybe free agency gets close to happening at some point. And obviously, baseball spring training. But you you want something to be more of a draw. And I get it from a, a fan standpoint or a marketing standpoint. But for the player's sake. I think it's better that the World Baseball Classic happens in November or at least try it one time and see how it works as opposed to the way it is right now. Number two, Lamar Jackson is a, a, a free agent. Now, he's, he's a franchise tagged by the Baltimore Ravens, so they have the right to match any offer. Um, they got a chance or the opportunity to pay him, what, $32 million over the course of this next season. Um, I don't like the way the optics look in regards to Lamar Jackson, but I think there's two elements that have to be broken down here. I think there are people that are pushing for the race element of Lamar Jackson not getting the big-time contract that he's expecting, and then there's the element of the 100% guaranteed contract, which we know has only been one, done one time in the history of the National Football League. And you saw it with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. And it could have revolutionized the sport because, look, as we look at players and the injury risk that exists in the National Football League, up to this point, we understand why contracts are not fully 100% guaranteed. Now, Deshaun Watson got a contract that is 100% guaranteed. Now, the players and the Players Association are looking at it as, all right, that's a barrier-breaking deal, which is going to lead to more contracts that are going to be 100% guaranteed. And it's weird how that kind of got itself into the Lamar Jackson situation. Lamar, just like any other quarterback, by the way, any other um, person that's on the same level as Deshaun Watson, and I think it's pretty safe to say that if I was going to take one of the two quarterbacks, I would take Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson. So Lamar Jackson and his camp... And the Players Association are saying, well, if Deshaun Watson 
gets a 100% fully guaranteed contract, then Lamar Jackson should get one too. And while I don't necessarily disagree with it, I do believe that what's holding Lamar Jackson at, back at this point is the 100% guarantee in a contract. It's not the fact that he's a black quarterback. It's not the fact that you're going to see, uh, and people believe that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to get fully guaranteed contracts down the road. If that happens, then I promise I'll change my take and I'll come at this in a different direction. I've been you know, you know, very supportive of situations where I feel that athletes are being discriminated against in any sort of way. But I don't believe that's the case here. I believe this is a, a situation where the NFL as a whole, all 32 teams, including the Baltimore Ravens, have the opportunity to give Lamar Jackson what he wants. Any team that wants can sign Lamar Jackson to a fully guaranteed contract. Nobody's doing that, not because of any issue with Lamar Jackson. Now, that being said, he does have some injury issues over the last couple of years. And I am willing to, at least at some point, question whether or not he could have gotten into the last couple games of the season for the Baltimore Ravens, including their playoff game, where he was he was not available either. Now, was that done because he didn't get the contract that he was seeking? Was that done because he didn't want to put himself at any further injury risk? If he ended up becoming a free agent and all of a sudden he's hurting and there's no teams that are going to have any sort of demand for him, I could see that. And, I, and I don't, I'm not necessarily knocking him for it. it I'm saying it, it's on the table as a possibility that he may not have played when he possibly could at the end of last season. Now, if I'm looking for a franchise quarterback, I want that person to be on the field all the time. But once again, it's going to be one of those, what what's coming first, the chicken or the egg? If Lamar Jackson is paid, I believe 100% he's going to be on the field and he's going to play hurt. He's not going to play hurt if he's playing year to year in this type of situation, which I also don't necessarily think it's right. I believe the best situation for Lamar Jackson is for him to take a long-term contract. Maybe it's with another team. Maybe the Tennessee Titans. Maybe uh, the Oakland. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe a couple of teams that are looking for a quarterback go out there and say, "Listen, I'm not going to give you a 100% guarantee, but I'm going to give you a big-time contract over the next um, eight eight years or so, and maybe not guarantee all of it, but guarantee most of it." And I think Lamar Jackson would end up being happy. You know, we'll see how that ends up working out. But my point on this is I don't think this is a race issue. It's not the fact that Lamar Jackson is black that he's not getting the big-time contract. I think the Ravens have negotiated with him. Am I 100% sure that they're negotiating in good faith? I believe that there's contract offers out there. Now, the fact that there are other teams in the NFL that can go out there and bid on his services, um, I, I would expect a team to go out there and offer him the amount of money that he deserves, especially with the position scarcity in the NFL. Teams are looking for a big-time quarterback. Lamar Jackson has won the MVP in this league. He has been a big-time quarterback when he's been healthy. And there are many teams, most teams, more teams than not, that would consider him an upgrade over the quarterback that they have in a current position. As we jump into saving sports history, on today, the ninth day of March 2023. Um, and 1923, 
the Montreal Canadiens won the NHL championship, which it was known at the time with a 3-2 win over the Ottawa Senators on this day in 1936. This is something that I didn't know, and perhaps you know I could share it with you. Babe Ruth turned down an offer from the Cincinnati Reds to make a comeback. He decided he wasn't going to play anymore after retiring after the, during the 1935 season with the Boston Braves, but apparently he was offered a chance to play for the Cincinnati Reds, which he turned down. In 1958, on this day, George Yardley III became the first uh, NBA player for the Detroit Pistons to score 2,000 points in an NBA season. Um, births on this day, Hall of Fame manager Billy Southworth, who led the 1942 and 1944 St. Louis Cardinals to the World Series championship. Um, they also got there in 1943 when they lost to the New York Yankees. He took the Boston Braves as their manager to the World Series in 1948, a team that lost to the Cleveland, at the time, Indians. Um, Hall of Fame shortstop Archie Vaughn was born on this day in 1912. Sadly, he passed away. Um, at the age of 40 in 1952. 1927, American League MVP Jackie Jensen was born on this day, and all-star shortstop for the Oakland Athletics, Burt Campanaris, was born on this day in 1942. Um, All-time chess player Bobby Fischer was born on this day in 1943. He passed away in 2008. And college football coach Mike Leach, who we just lost this past year, was born on this day in 1961. Um, dominating a linebacker for a brief period of time with the Seattle Seahawks, Brian Bosworth, was born on this day in 1965. And in 2005, we lost 1946 Heisman Trophy winner Glenn Davis. And Major League Baseball outfielder Willie Davis passed away on this day in 2010. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Alwish's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. You can check the Passball Show out either on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and of course the videos on YouTube. Also, stay tuned to the rest of my 30 to 1 MLB Countdown previews as I preview each MLB team's perspective 2023 season. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side.
he knows batting and the ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs, decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You damn well right, better give him a contract extension. You damn well right, better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.